you better believe it. Like I'm eating the cheese right now and it's, it couldn't have been better timing in that way. Hey everyone, it's Adrian Pangilinan here and welcome back to Soul Supremacy where we talk about all things unapologetic, all things passion and in pursuit of, and I finally got my title right, my slogan. I've been messing that up for the last couple of episodes, but for today we have the awesome Austin Kaiser, the author of Putting Wings on Ideas. And as you can tell, I'm holding this book and um, just a little bit of um, information about him. I... I found him on Instagram. I, I found him on Instagram. I think one of his, uh, um, I think he had a sponsored, either he had a sponsored post that popped up on my feed or he popped up on my explore page and the rest was history and we're now here talking. So hi, Austin. Welcome. Adrian, thanks for having me on. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm like what I was telling him earlier, I was... <gasps> This is one of the first times that I'm, well, actually, you're the second person that I'm um, interviewing that's not in my close circle because I've been interviewing my my friends who are artists, which is awesome. But, Great. you know, deep down in this, I knew that I wanted to really push myself and to actually just talk to people that I, you know, whose work I support, like Austin here. So would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Yes. So my name is Austin and I run the Instagram account advice for artists, advice, F O R artist. And it's an account where I post my writing about art history and we discuss the creative process. This is my passion. I think it's just the most interesting, exciting subject there is. And yes. So Adrian has my book called putting wings on ideas right there. Illustrated cover by my cousin, Mallory, shout out to Mallory. And it's a book all about how ideas travel, how art becomes popular. What is it about one piece of art gets a thousand likes and another piece gets 2000? You know, what what sort of emotional transaction is going on between the audience and the artist? And that's just amazingly fascinating to me. So, yes, if you'd like to read more about this, go to Advice for Artists on Instagram. Yes. Um, what I'm, I'm, I'm just curious, besides being an author, um, what else do you identify yourself by or as? As far as uh, any other art forms that I practice? Or, mm-hmm, or I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, um, it's funny. Yeah, I get this question sometimes where people say they, they read my Instagram and they ask, so what kind of artist are you? And I go, oh, I'm just a writer, you know, like I, mm. I spend, I'm not secretly like a painter outside of it. <laughs> I spend all my time just to get what you guys see on the Instagram, just through writing. But, wow. um, but yeah, also play video games, play soccer, skateboard, regular guy, but nice. yeah, mostly writer, mostly writer. Nice. Okay. 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 So actually we kind of went around, but, but, but it's okay. This is, well, this is my podcast, so if I mess up, if I mess up, that's fine. I don't care. So it's 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 cool because um, I was feeling not nervous, or not not nervous anymore. But I was just like, okay, we're we're actually doing this. And then when he finally showed up, he was like, hey, I just want to talk to you. And I was like, oh yeah, duh. Okay, we're. I mean, we're literally just talking, and 100%. you know, but yeah, okay. So um, actually, before we continue, I do have a um like a structure that I do just for, for people to get to know you more and, and for, and for the both of us to actually 
um, you know, kind of warm up and it's actually called my icebreaker um, segment before we get to the main interview. So my first question for you is, where are you in the world right now? I am in South Amboy, which is a tiny town. It's one square mile by one square mile in New Jersey, New Jersey, mm. United States. Nice. You're actually, oops, sorry. You're actually the second person that I've interviewed from New Jersey. Oh, hey, shout out. Shout out to New Jersey. Yeah, I interviewed my friend, uh, Maryless. Um, actually, um, so when this comes out, this is going to be next month in February. But I literally just premiered, premiered her episode la- uh, last week. And uh, yeah, she's in New Jersey talking about her experiences as a nurse. Oh, cool. Yeah. cool. Nurse slash content creator. And, and it's funny because my mom's a nurse too. But of course, my grandma too. Nice, you know. So it's so 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 through her, I I've been able to kind of really get a better feel and experience on what it's really like to be a nurse, you know, during these times. And it's it's rough. <laughs> I mean, it's it's always been rough, but it's it's even more rough now. You know, I can so, imagine. Yeah. Okay. So my next question for you is: self-published or traditional? Self-published, self-published all the way. Self-publishing is an amazing thing that exists in the world. When I first decided to try to publish a book, I was afraid that the process would be me paying a printer to make hundreds of books that would mm-hmm. sit in my room. And one by one, as I got a DM on Instagram, I would put it in an envelope and send it out, which truth be told, I was quite excited for. I thought that'd be kind of cool, but I go through Amazon. And I self-publish through Amazon mm. and they allow, they print my book. I send them a PDF, mm-hmm. they chip it, they give it a page and I don't have to do anything whatsoever. So self-publishing yeah. is awesome. That's my wave. Nice. You know what, actually, I still have my dreams of um, eventually publishing my own book as a mem- memoir there you go oh cool and, and, cool. and that's the first time i've and that's the first time i've said that out loud actually a memoir because i i i okay so i grew up i i grew up writing uh blog blogs on a have you heard of zynga blog i think spot. so uh blog it's like spot. zy zy uh uh s an s i can't spell uh x a n g a okay it was in the, I mean, this was like back in like, I think they came out in 99. How old are you? I'm curious. 28. This is like the MySpace oh, what the same? What is the same age? Hey, when's shout birth, out. When's your birthday? 92 birthday, September 28th. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm older. Okay, I'm older than you by like, I'm March 23rd, so I'm an Aries. Cool, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so super long story short, I have also been a, like, I, I grew up as a blogger, actually, before anything. Blogging was my first love, and, you know, it's 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 interesting because I feel like, especially kind of growing up in the digital media, it's like that really became the version of uh, diaries, you know, and I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, don't I mean, don't, personally don't have, like, a physical diary of some sort, but I was very much okay with putting my stuff online and knowing that no one was going to read it or was reading it yet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I love that. I'm huge into people publishing memoirs, autobiographies, collections of a blog. I I love, I love, you know, I guess like you'd say not underground, but mainstream is great, but just 
people making stuff and putting it out there, even if it's just for their friends and family, I, I think is the best thing. Yeah, yes. Self-representation, my friend, self-representation. Straight, so straight up, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I I yeah, I have a lot of questions, but okay. Next question for now is what is your favorite song? Ooh, favorite song of all time or just like right mm-hmm. now? Um, of all time. I mean you put it out oh, there, so oh, go. Goodness, goodness, goodness gracious. Ooh. I'm gonna say, ooh, okay. Actually, I know this. Everyday okay. struggle. It's called Everyday Struggle by Biggie by Notorious B.I.G. Mm-hmm. Just great, chill, real song. Everyday struggle. I think every yeah. artist could understand it. Okay, I, I I personally never heard of it, but I will have to. I will definitely check it out after. Check it out. Or <laughs> um, or Blame Game. Blame Game by Kanye is got an mm. amazing Chris Rock outro on it. It cracks me up. Blame Game, mm. Everyday Struggle top tier okay you know what actually i forgot to i it's i i don't know i blanked out my mind to like compliment your background <laughs> i love i love uh, your, i love your background that is amazing thank you, thank you. Uh, that's I, based on I, your I have some bookshelves over there too but you really can't see it but i have like my books from a while back so yeah. awesome yeah that, this is your suggestion you said in your your I email did. to try to yeah. find a nice background i if you could see me i have my laptop's on my computer chair. This is like not the way my room is oriented at all. But I said, "Hey, hey, that makes a good background." Yeah, I yeah, good choice. Okay, next question: What does your morning routine usually look like? Ooh. During COVID, I don't have a morning routine. I have the most mm. sloppy: get out of bed, <laughs> brush your teeth. You know what? My morning routine is: I eat every morning. I eat scrambled eggs and toast. <laughs> So (laughs) I have a little ritual, like I can like do it like that, break the pans out, boom, eggs, give a little piece of cheese to my cat. She'll hop up for it. It's a little ritual, toaster, cheese melts, eat, and then I go to my day of work. Mm, Okay. Next one, or the last one is, um, what is a, uh, what is one um, favorite advice that you usually like to give out to people if you were to give one favorite advice or go to or go to advice go Go to to advice advice is yeah so i think that everyone's go-to advice like the go-to advice of the world is do what you love (laughs) (laughs) hey that's similar uh do what you yolo and so i i like to say that advice but also to challenge somebody to think more deeply about why they love what they love what aspects of the thing that they love do they love most? Do they love least? And to actively mm. work on loving the thing you love in a more deep way. So mm. do what you love, but also uh, think critically about what you love and become more loving as time goes on. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Love it. I, I, I love it, especially the, the last two. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. A, it's a catch all and it's, it's totally true too. Yeah especially with the times that we're in right now. And I don't know. I mean, I, in, in my opinion, I feel like this pandemic was definitely a blessing in disguise for many, many of us. I feel like a lot of us were literally just kind of like in a tunnel vision mm-hmm. and tunnel visions are fine, you know, except if the, your, the tunnel vision vision that you're in is not in line with your values and actually, you know, with, with what it, what it, 
what do you really want to do basically so yeah absolutely yeah it challenged us to sit by ourselves in our room how do you occupy your time what what do you how do you really spend your days and while it's super challenging you're right i think there's a lot to be gained from it yeah cool hold on i'm gonna have one more sip (laughs) go for it man go do your thing it's my girlfriend Kate, she is going mm-hmm. to school for engineering now, and she's going to start in gym, just in a couple of days, actually. But oh, nice. but she's been a florist for four years. She's been a floral oh, designer, wow. and it's during the quarantine that she realized, I love floristry, and it's a wonderful industry, but I think I would hit my head on the ceiling after a certain amount of years. And Ooh. engineering, something she, she always loved math and was low-key good at this pandemic is the opportunity to go and do it. Like her, her industry is shut down right now. Cause there's no weddings. So yes, like you said, with all this time, the tunnel vision, suddenly it gets wide and you go, there, there's other things for me out there. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry. I was just thinking, <laughs> that's funny because when you mentioned that, I was like, yep. Yep. I'm just going to say life is for me. And I think this is my, for my sake of transparency, because this is what I practice for my podcast. Life has been hard, (laughs) you know, and, and, um, wow. (laughs) And, you know, like through these contents that I'm doing, it's, uh, like being able to talk to, you know, um, not just talk, but connect and, you know, with people like yourself, it's really, this is really one of the gems, like the light tunnels, the evidences that I'm I'm receiving that I am in the right path, despite of like everything else, like kind of, you know, and it just feels like at some point, you're just so used to like kind of fighting and kind of always having to defend yourself to kind of de- de- defend yourself to fight for what it is that you really want that sometimes you just get tired, you know, and 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 I'm just gonna say that that's where I'm at right now. Um, that's why my energy is low for my viewers watching, and the fact that this interview is happening. You know, I'm I'm super thankful. Hey, <laughs> this is unscripted, out, so yeah. Shout just... out, bro. Speak your truth. I appreciate that. Yeah, and shout out to those who are just literally just trying to do it. You know, <laughs> who are really just trying to do it. You know, and. And two, this is why I have you on is because I, I I really wanted I really wanted to be able to pick out your brain because this over here, this text that you have over here. Okay. So in my opinion, I feel like I I well I, I feel like this is something that I I feel like I, I will flip through and then wherever I stop is the page that I will start reading. Cool. Love and that. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm sure that you wrote this in, you know, sequential order, but also with the other book that I have by Morgan Harper Nichols, let me grab it, hold on. I actually got these books, like, relatively, I think the same time, so your book, have you heard of Morgan Harper Nichols? No, no, who is she? She's, okay, so she is a, um, well, she's a poet that published her own book, I, I think she's, Oh, wait, never mind. She's not self-published because <laughs> I think this one over here. Okay. But I think you guys, but, but you guys literally came out with your book around the same time. And her, this is what her stuff is about. 
like her stuff is about quotes and cool you know um yeah just just about her life and stuff so both of your texts i just kind of will like what's that called i will skim and then wherever it stops is i feel like it's my message for the day so there you go mm, that's yeah. so cool yeah i, I, I love that because yeah. reading you know sometimes you're not in the mood to sit down and like get flooded over by a book but you are down to just pop into something be like great idea and go to sleep so i absolutely love that i i really appreciate the fact that although like you said my book is written sequentially you can't open it wherever and still get value from it yeah that's a lot of gem yeah okay so whew, wow what a hey what a I, want, seg- I, want, I want to say real quick is what that a segue sorry go ahead, go ahead. you're good <laughs> i, I wanted to say that it's funny I've, I've only been on two podcasts before this but i feel like the nature of what I talk about, which is giving people advice for their art and for their content, it's a very meta thing. So mm-hmm. I go on a podcast and it's not like, oh, I'm a swimmer and I'm going to tell you about my career as a swimmer in a pool mm-hmm. and that. It very quickly bleeds over to talking about the podcast I'm on or you know, sharing to- as we each share what we work on, it becomes about the exact thing we're on. So I uh, yeah. just wanted to say that. No, yeah, no, yeah, and 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 really thank you because when 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 I asked him, he he well, he said yes right away, which I was surprised because I think with with people like him, at least with people with um such big following, I'm kind of instantly expecting not expecting the worst, but but I'm just like, well, there's a good chance they may say no, but thankfully he said yes, and actually a lot of people that I've reached out to as well. Yes. Yes. Um, have said yes. And I was like, oh, shit, that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> you know? Dude, I think that's the absolute um, one of the most encouraging facts about it out there is if you want to start a podcast or interview people for a blog, there are a, there's thousands, thousands of people who make amazing stuff on the Internet mm-hmm. and would love to talk about it if only given the chance. I think yes. I, I get I get so many uh, DMs that say, I know you're probably not going to read this because you get so many DMs, but. Da, da, da. Meanwhile, you know, granted, I have a lot of followers relative to uh, a regular person using Instagram, but it's not mm-hmm. that crazy. I have 30,000 followers. I'm very reachable. I check my DMs. I'm there. I'm a regular guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So actually, that is the perfect segue because you just said you're a regular guy. So now we're going to proceed to the main interview. Let's do it. <laughs> this is so funny. <sighs> okay. You know, hold on. I just need a moment. <laughs> I, I just need a moment. I'll, I'll, I'll just cut then this. yourself. I'll just, cut this. I'll just cut this. Yeah, my coffee. I, I, I feel like it's, it's funny because prior to recording, I was good. I was listening to my, I listen to podcasts every day to be able to ground myself, so I'm not just like swimming in my own like thoughts of like fear and apprehension. And I was good. And I was like, okay, I took my shower, got dressed up for this, and then. I had my coffee and and I I feel like and I feel like I forget how strong my coffee is so I just like started gulping it and I was like uh oh <laughs> no I feel the caffeine anxiety you're like mm-hmm. yeah Why is there a little earthquake going on right now dude stop yeah I'm just like oh, I'm just like oh shit this energy <laughs> it's 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 funny because I'm I'm normally calm I'm or at least I've like really worked hard to be a really grounded person considering that i'm very like kind of frenetic and like ah you know so yeah. hey dude don't sweat it. i i first off 
you, like you said, this is your, one of your first podcasts, and I appreciate the realness. I appreciate it. we both out yes. here getting our muscle memory on. You know, ooh, okay, yes. I'm, we're talking yeah. ourselves. I don't, you know, we're just meeting. So yes, no, yeah, that, yeah, that too. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. We 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 are warming up. We are warming up. Yeah. And you know, what, actually, I'm 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 gonna keep this. I'm 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 keeping this because then that's last for me to edit. So bang bang. There you go. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay. Okay, I'm ready now. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so for those that are tuning in again, um, we have Austin Kaiser in the house, everyone. And um, thank you all again for letting me having my moment because your man, your boy just needed to have this moment. And I'm, I'm good now and I'm excited to keep on going. So, okay, so as we proceed to the main part of the interview, my first question is, who is Austin? Who are you? Who am I? Austin is... A regular guy. I'm a writer. I live in New Jersey. I went to college at Rutgers University. I didn't know what I wanted to do at Rutgers. I was just a regular person. I never considered myself super intelligent or someone with a huge amount of professional ambition. But because of some really excellent luck and good timing that happened in college, I found my way into social media as a profession when I graduated. And by meeting some really talented writers at the magazine that I worked at, I discovered my own love of writing. And mm -hmm. I found out that writing was an incredible thing. And it was a shame I never took it seriously in school. And so roll the snowball a little more. I have an Instagram and here I am on this podcast. Yes, and, and it is because of his Instagram that we met. So um, that's really cool. Okay, wait. So did you, so writing wasn't something, have you always considered yourself a writer? Like, no, like growing ab up? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, writing was, writing was what you did for school. Writing oh, yeah. was, <laughs> yeah. no, you know, but like you said earlier, I'm a, I'm a big talker. I'm like a big mouth and I love oh, people. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's something I never thought was a skill or could be a skill. Yeah. But when I got to this magazine I worked at and I saw these articles and my editor-in-chief, who was my boss, was just a, a fabulous writer, nudging me, hey, here's some 101, here's some how writing works. I said, this is just – this is great. I mean this is like what – those musical kids in fourth grade were getting out of the guitar and the clarinet. Like they were finding oh, something yeah. very yeah. deep to suddenly fall into. And yeah. so, no, I, I'm more of a, I, I'm jealous of the kids who went to mm. college for English and had a chance to practice it with a teacher in a classroom setting. What did you go to school for then? I went to school for environmental sciences and economics, two absolutely wonderful majors, loved my <laughs> studies, but nothing to do with what I ended up doing. What made you, okay, okay, so I'm just going to be jumping around then. Okay, so what made you, what made you decide to choose those, uh, those majors? Because they, I, I feel my like mom. they're two separate majors. Oh, your my mom. mom. Yeah, yeah, she, and she your went mom, to Rutgers. Uh-huh. No, go ahead. And, and, and your mom is, is she, is she Filipina? Yeah, she is. is yep, yep. Yeah. Last, last name Buhai. Eleanor Buhai. Buhai? Like uh -huh. alive? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep, 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 uh -huh. yep. <laughs> You know, actually, okay, okay. So the reason why I wanted to just kind of point that out was because 
when I sent when I like finally sent him the email, which it took me forever too. So my bad on that. He was like, I it, it's funny because on my end, I just I don't know. I, I it just it just never crossed my mind that you'd be part Filipino. And then he was like, Hey, I'm half Filipino. And I was like, What? That is yeah. so cool. It yeah. made me that and that made me really happy, especially when you said that um that it made you made you happy to to see more Filipinos, you know? hundred um, percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so on that note that I'm just curious, what was your life like growing up? My life was good. I had a good childhood. I know that was a big, that was a big dip. That was a big awkward dip, but it's like, well, we'll just roll with it. <laughs> no, I had a good childhood. My mom was a very intelligent woman, very competent, put together. Her, her mother, my Lola is, was a nurse. And so mm-hmm. I get, I get like a hardworking gene from them. And mm-hmm. my dad is more of an outgoing, funny, warm guy. And so, yeah, they, they, they made awesome parents and um, yeah, good childhood, good childhood. <laughs> just kidding. I was mute. I, okay. So, um, I'm just, I'm just curious. What were some of your, uh, your, your, your hobbies, like some of the things that you did growing up as a kid? hobbies video games video games and video games played video games a lot love love that um big ps2 guy big ps2 guy i Um, still remember i i i i used to be i i used to be a um yeah i used to be into video games growing up too i still remember um like getting my ps1 (laughs) yeah how can you forget that's a huge memory yeah oh yeah it was big yeah it's like the big circle in the middle yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I remember being at my babysitters and they had a PS2 and I was babysat by or the, the other kids that were much older than me and they would never let me play. And it wasn't oh. until I got my own that I was like, my own PS2. Mm-hmm. We yeah, oh yeah, we ended up getting one too, and then after PS2, we just uh, nope. <laughs> just never. I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel that yeah. I, I actually I haven't played video games in so long because I've just grown up and I haven't had time. So one of my one of my aspirations for 2021 is to yes. maybe get a PS5 and and jump back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned you're 28 and it's it's I mean we're both 28 about to turn I'm turning 29 in a couple months, a couple months which means we're almost 30. There you go. That's my whole wow. rationalization about that we're almost 30. There you go. Um Yeah, yeah. Um it's really interesting because I, I I feel like now really getting into the the groove of things of like what we've decided we're gonna do as like our career, whether it is for now or in the longer run. It's like right. I I'm a fan of nostalgia is basically what I'm saying. I because it I don't know, it's 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 one of those things where it's just like you've definitely bookmarked um, like spots and times in your life where you've just like felt very, you know, where things felt good and 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 especially when things can get rough, it's just like okay, let me just go back to it, yeah. but 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 not get stuck in there for too long, you know. And and that's why when you mentioned um, moving into twenty twenty one and kind of wanting to bring that back into your circuit, into your life, yeah. I think that's important. It's it's important. It's super important that we don't that as much as possible that we don't lose really that that those things that really kind of make us alive besides our work 
you know? No, totally. Totally. I'm, yeah. I'm, the older I get, the more nostalgic I get. And one day I would love oh, yes. to write a book on all the 90s cartoons or mm. all the video games I used to play. Like like you said, nostalgia is is special and and I love the 90s in general. I think it's the best decade ever. So yes, we, we have a lot to be nostalgic too. about. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. Be- because I feel like from the 90s specifically up, up until 2000, I think 2010 or me or 12, I think really was like kind of so many things has happened, like have ha- has happened. There you go. From like technology to like do you remember the cd-roms like uh i mean well i mean the cd-roms in terms of the internet um like i remember at some point because i just immigrated from the philippines like uh 2001 so this year 20 years since i moved here which oh is, dude which happy is, anniversary is awesome. thank you um i yeah that was one of the things i remembered was like uh being being at a walmart and just like seeing a whole bunch of like aol cds yeah, yeah. and i would and they're free so i grabbed free one, one and i was like oh what's this <laughs> and then therefore internet and i was like okay that's cool and then fast forward to like myspace facebook yep, and yep. then and then instagram you know it's just like our our i i feel like our generation in general i mean especially the the ones before is really we, we were really able to see the, the clear shifts, you know, yeah. because I feel like yeah. the way social media is now really wasn't the way that it was maybe until the last couple of years. I, I think the last five years. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah, it's gone crazy now. Before, yeah. uh, before it wasn't as problematic. There was a lot more fun and it was exciting. And you can separate yourself from it too. It's, it's, right. yeah. Right. It wasn't life. Yeah. It wasn't life. It was just a fun thing to go check out. You can turn on and off, you know. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. I'm not. Okay. I'm not jealous of the kids who are like three years old now, growing up with an iPad. I think we had an awesome, like you said, we got to see the shift. Yeah, yeah. I think our generation to being 28, 90s. Um, I think we're definitely one of the last generations to grow up. Kind of, I mean, kind of grow up because I think we we're like teenager-ish when you're growing up into like this shift, you know, that was happening. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my questions over here and I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. Bring them on. Okay, so, Bring them on. so growing up, growing up, growing up. Okay. So growing up, I, I, I know that you, you kind of vaguely mentioned this earlier, but so your life was like, you know, any, I guess, ordinary kid's life was like, you play, you play video games. I'm assuming you played outside mm-hmm. all day until your parents riding. like d- dragged you to come in, go inside, it's nighttime. Oh, <laughs> you know, little man hunt at night. eat dinner. What is it? I said little man hunt at night, like hide and seek. Oh, dang. oh yes. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yep. Big time. Big time. Yeah. So then, because my question that I have here was, at that point of your life, did it ever cross your mind that you'd ever be a published author? <laughs> no, 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 no. I feel like I completely lucked into everything that I, to, into writing in general. Mm. Like I said, I didn't, I, I grew up just a regular person. I didn't have, I wasn't so smart that it's obvious, oh, you're going to be a doctor or you can be anything you want. It was more like, figure it out. And even in college, as much as I loved my majors, by my senior year, I realized that the people who would go into environmental science 
are people who are seriously passionate and mm-hmm. are ready for a lifelong battle essentially with all like the oil companies and coal companies and it's a very it's it's both like a intellect and uh, and your heart really have to be yes. completely into into it and I wasn't there. I respected it. I thought it was wonderful. It was a good thing. I, I that was not me. So mm. it's it's complete. It's good fortune. We're talking about social media that mm. I managed to become a social media manager in 2015, as mm-hmm. it was becoming a new profession, and nobody had experience in it. And I was a, an enthusiastic kid willing to write tweets for cheap, and <laughs> that that's what led me into the book being curious about popularity and viralness and and ultimately into helping me discover writing was something I, I could see myself doing for a long time. Nice. Yeah, it's uh well, okay, I have two follow-up questions. So when you said cheap, how much? I'm curious. Those tweets. Uh well my first job uh, thankfully was a real uh job where I got paid it was thirty thousand dollars a year. And- okay. Yeah, as a, as a kid, I was like, oh Easy, yeah, no problem. I'll write starting, all the tweets you want. Starting, yeah, 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 starting yeah. job, yeah. And I remember even the second job I got a year later, when they asked me how much you want to make, I said at least thirty five. I want thirty five, and they said, okay, well that's great because it's forty k. And I was like, oh my god, absolutely, yes, okay, social media. Who knew? Uh, absolutely, I'm here. No problem. Yeah. It's 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 funny too that you um also mentioned like your experiences within in your senior year because I graduated with my bachelor's of fine arts in dance and and I danced for a long time. Oh cool. I lived it, I breathed it, it saved my life. You know, I will always be thankful to that art form. But let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you all watching, okay, or listening, whichever format you're listening uh, tuning in. My senior year, I was ready to create my senior dance capstone and i've always identified myself as someone that's a choreographer it was just like naturally in me create something in five minutes come back i'm like okay damn damn boom 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 okay i got it but by my senior year i i don't know i i felt like well it was a lot of things first of all i think there was a like that similar moment that you were experiencing of like Oh, shoot. If this was something that I really wanted to pursue professionally, I think I would be more like my peers whom I was, you know, um, in the same class with. And I was like, I'm not at all like them. Like, I don't see myself wanting to become a teacher or like a professor or like being in a dance company. Like, I don't have like these same aspirations or seriousness to it, like professionally that my colleagues, my friends had and yeah yeah so yeah that was rough (laughs) (laughs) that's a real that's a real concern that's a real concern for seniors yes yeah yeah so then just kind of a little bit of a segue then to to like i mean obviously we're we're doing this interview now and just kind of so this is where i ended up at after like literally after i graduated i did social work for um for for two years and at some point i thought that this was something that i was going to continue in because I just really, really have the heart to help help people, especially people with special needs. And it's interesting because I did it and I was like, okay, I, I did the full-time thing 
and I was like, oh, benefits. I, I, I remember like getting my, my, like my packets during the orientation. I was like, at 25, I graduated at 25 because I was a transfer from a community college. So I was like, okay, I'm an adult now. I have benefits. I have a full-time job. And then nine months later, I left. I was like, nope, mm -mm, nope. My man. Yeah, and then but 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 then I did another I did another um so in between I was I entertained not entertained but I really pursued being a YouTuber being a content creator full time. So then for a couple months I did it then I kind of chickened out and went back to you know working another full time job like the whole 2019. And then fast forward to 2020, I was like nope, I can't do this. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I, I feel like it's something that I've had to make peace with, is that. I, I guess maybe for my family, it's just like in a family that is like going this way. I'm like, I'm gonna go this way. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna creep out. You know, I'm like okay. You know, yeah. yeah. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. I'm just doing my thing. Don't, you know, I gotta go it. Yeah, I'm curious. Then okay, so I'm 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 like what I said. I'm gonna be jumping around. Um, what were like? What did your family think of this? I'm 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 curious. I'm just I'm genuinely curious about your it's your path. My both my parents were very supportive. When I nice, I remember yes. I was living in Jersey City at the time and at a full time job, and at my job I was thinking of this book that I wanted to write. I thought it was. I said, someone's going to write this book soon. This is a very interesting topic. It's going to happen, so I have to do it now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I called my parents up and they said, okay. Kind of like you're saying with the benefits and security, they're like, Austin, you work in the city. You, After not studying anything in college, you, you should be super ready to just sit exactly where you are and do your thing. But... <laughs> If you're that passionate, you, I mean, we trust you. You must have an idea of what you're talking about. So oh, we'll wow. support you. you can That's come key. Home. Trust. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I've been very grateful that, that they support me. Even if they don't always understand exactly what I'm trying to do, they're very much, we don't know what publishing is. You know, like it scares us because it's a complete unknown. You don't, yeah. I don't know any writers in real life. But keep doing what you do, Austin, and I'll share something with them, a piece that I wrote. They'll say, this is really good. So I remember, that reminds me, I remember when I first got 5,000 followers, I said to my dad, I was like, this is great. Oh, my God. Finally, there's, there's validation. There's other people saying, we also like this thing that you Austin have been doing privately in your room and showing no one we like it mm. and I said to my dad it, you know that's great I just it makes me feel so good like to know it's not just me who likes my writing or you my dad you know just telling his son that it's good and he said to me oh no I always knew you were good if it was bad I would have told you I wouldn't oh. I would not have just sugarcoated it like this whole time mm -hmm. and I was like thank you dad I appreciate you I'm curious, um, what made, okay, okay, so I know that, um, what made you leave your job to do this? Because you were, because you were in a position where you're, I'm sure you were financially secured, um, because in your, 
it's it's funny because I I feel like prior to meeting you, I already know so much about you from the the text over here. This amazing text. Um, I know you. I know you moved back home to do this, but I'm curious. What was that defining moment when you were like, okay, I guess I'm really not. I guess, but I'm really gonna leave my job now. I'm gonna write this book. What was that moment? Please take us through that um experience. That moment. There were there were a couple moments. So I'll, I'll walk you through one moment and then my thought process. Okay. okay. The moment was I wrote an article. I worked at a magazine and mm-hmm. a hip hop magazine all about music. And I wrote an article. Me being a social media person, that was not my job to write an article. But my editor let me and it performed very well. It, it A lot of people you know, commented on it, liked it. And that got me curious about why that happens. What is it about certain articles that makes one more popular than the other? And it got me thinking about viralness. And when I, I knew that that was a big and interesting idea, that why things become popular is useful for painters, musicians, writers, people who write articles, every type of person who puts something into the world, this is somewhat interesting to them. And with the internet growing, this would be a book that, in my mind at least, it hasn't happened in the five years since I wrote this. But I thought someone would write this by tomorrow. I thought I would have to beat many people to this book. So that was a big part of the urgency yeah. for me to say, Mom, like, I, I think I can be a writer. Writing, I just want to try it. And with this big idea, I don't know that there will be that many more big ideas like this that I could claim and say it was mine and I was the first. So that, that really, it was the size of the idea that gave me the confidence to do it. If, if I dropped out to just write Austin's autobiography, probably not a compelling enough idea to leave my job for, but because I felt so strongly in the idea mm-hmm. that that's really what did it. Wow. Wow. I can I I can only imagine because I like yourself and also like probably many people that are tuning in who decided to leave their you know stable crops of jobs to really pursue their dream there is really that like moment of leap of faith where your heart just has to like jump <laughs> you just have to like okay okay where is this gonna take me but I'm just gonna you know follow and run with it it's true I'm, I mean I'm still yeah. leaping right now you know I I I'm still, I'm an independent author trying to grow my Instagram and my readership. And that's yes. still a completely free freestyle uh, profession. You know, I st- I'm still yes. not on any, any track. So yeah, it's it's completely about that leap. And it's completely about hoping that the your intuition is on point, even if you don't know exactly where you're going. Our that there intu- is- actually, our intuitions, I, I, I feel like I, I just want to speak up. Um, our, I feel like our intuitions are always on point, actually, whether or not we want to admit it. Mm, it no. It's, it, it's, it's, it's always on point, actually. What I believe to be, I, what I believe to be uh, is true about what that is. When you don't follow your intuition, that's when we become miserable. Mm-hmm. You know, when your gut is telling you it's time for you to change your life, whatever that looks like, if you don't do it now, I will show you why <laughs> you need to do this. It's true. You know? it's, if you talk to someone who's held who is held onto security and not listened to their intuition for a long time, that's not a fun conversation. That person's not the happiest guy. Yeah. 
it's yeah i mean yes yeah, it's, it's a sad it's a sad life it's a sad life or can be can be a sad life there you go um i know that you landed on instagram because of um your need to grow a following for your for for your book for right. is this your first book or is it the feel free to feel free i'm curious i wrote that book putting wings first this one okay but technically i published feel free first because oh. that was once i posted enough posts on instagram it dawned on me oh let me just package them into a book that's probably mm-hmm. the most accessible thing for my readership to want right like this book is kind of out of putting wings is out of left field a little bit they have to that idea has to grow on them but yeah. feel free yeah was very organic so i said oh yeah well i'll publish my post first so feel free is my first published putting wings oh, okay. was written first. nice um i know that at some point you had to um from from what i read on on your text or even online that you had to grow a following first right right to be published to 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 be published or 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 at least to be taken seriously by traditional um publishing firms Absolutely. right would you right. mind uh, ta- uh, speaking speaking up on that? Just uh, speaking on that. Absolutely. Sure. So I've actually just gone through a huge personal revelation recently, which is that, mm-hmm. yes, the short story is if you want to be published by Random House or Penguin or yes, one of Penguin, the five yeah. big publishers, they want guarantees. <laughs> yeah, they want guarantees that your work is going to sell. They don't want to mm-hmm. take a chance that was how publishing was done in the past they would take a chance but that's not really the case right now so yes you need a following as disheartening and and unfortunate as that is that's the case so Mm -hmm. for a long time i had my instagram in order to gain the following prove to a publisher that i had an audience but the revelation that i've had recently is i've been reading more about specifically how the publishing process works and they want at least 25,000 book sales guaranteed before mm-hmm. they'll sign you and that number is so large that even me with my very wonderful Instagram cannot guarantee that that's mm-hmm. out of the question so recently I've decided to completely be independent at least for now yeah. and that means that instead of growing to impress the publisher, it's helped me understand to grow because it's worth growing in and of itself, that the community is valuable in and of itself. It's mm-hmm. I'm drifting away from being so goal-oriented and drifting more towards embracing what I have and growing organically no matter the rate and enjoying that journey. I'll get to traditional when I get to traditional. Yeah, yes, I'm speechless. Yes, <laughs> yes, and yes. I'm, 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 I'm so happy that you, 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 you've arrived there because I mean, yeah, granted that you could have been there like from the get go, but it does take certain time and and to 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 arrive at a place of like wisdom and maturity and be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I don't need, at least for now, to entertain gatekeepers. Just kidding. Gatekeepers. No, hey, <laughs> that, bang, bang. it's true. It's true. Um, gatekeepers, you know, like I, I mean, especially now with uh, the times that we're in with social media, is it's that it, it's really you know the beautiful thing is that we really get to create our own opportunities. Granted, that it's like yeah, we are, you know, trailblazing and and it's 
can be hard, but the opportunity is out there. We just have to grab it. And this is not like 1995 where we have to, we probably had to like, had no choice but to go to a, you know, a traditional route just to be seen and to be heard and for you to be recognized, you know? Yeah, completely. So yeah. I appreciate, it's taken me a long time to get to that point of realizing why I am growing and what I want to get out of it. But yeah, I, I consider it a point of maturity. And I think it's so it's so freeing to no longer try to attain a goal that wasn't really in my heart in the first place. But like you say, it's very difficult. It's not a thing that someone, you know, I live at home with faint, my parents. Faint for the heart. <laughs> yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. It's as much as my Instagram is a lot of positivity and about loving, like I said in the very beginning, loving what you do. There are tons of real world concerns that must be attended to before you can kind of just leap into the fairy world of just loving books and and recreation and leisure. There, there's a whole lot of hard work involved as well. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, so, what are some of the differences between like? Uh, well, I, I I think I have an idea, but I'm just I just wanted to hear from you personally. What are some of the differences between um, having your book be published by yourself? and then actually be published traditionally. The difference is that you own the self-published book. So if I was to publish traditionally tomorrow, they I would have the advantage of they would put it into bookstores. It would be seen. It would mm, probably yeah, yeah. be reviewed by, I don't know if the New York Times, but by major book reviewers, it would be pushed in front of them. So it would have an mm -hmm. opportunity to reach a national audience. Um, on the other hand... I would, it would not be my book. For instance, I couldn't publish parts of it on my Instagram for fun. I couldn't, oh. I, I wouldn't own, I would own the words, but they would own the right to sell and display the words. So wow, you, you do lose quite a lot. You, you don't get to do your cover art. You, they decide when it comes out, they basically, it becomes their product completely. Mm. So while it is, the thing that your relatives may consider more esteemed, it if if you choose to go the independent route, you do allow yourself to keep control over it. Mm. Wow. Would you ever entertain being? Oh, sure. I, I still hope to, and there's a lot of security involved in that. So absolutely, yeah. but it's no longer something where I'm trying to reach it by. I was hoping to get an agent this year originally and mm -hmm. have an agent sell it to a publisher within the next few months. But when I realized their standards were much higher than I thought, I've like, okay, maybe in 2025, who knows? It'll be down the road. But yes, I'm still open to it. Mm. Okay. Um, why advice for artists? Why is it, why, it called that? Mm -hmm. Honestly, I just thought it was really straightforward. Th that name it, it is it, it sure is when I, when I saw your name I was like okay <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's exactly what it is I picked it I, I've since fallen in love with it at first though I picked it with that mentality of of marketability it was completely about directness and for mm -hmm. a while I, I thought about changing it because I want to write about more than just strict advice to an artist I want to write about my favorite things and autobiographical things but yeah, so the short answer is it's a very marketable name, but it has since grown on me, and I quite love it. Okay, nice.
Yeah, I was reading. I mean, I don't know when that chance will be, but I know that I, like, I, I like as I'm skimming right now, I'm like, this is so good, <laughs> you know. Maybe, maybe I just really. I mean, I I meditate, but that's like that's one thing. But it's like being able to really like sit down with a book. I feel like that is a like a, a different like kind of commitment. Absolutely, right there, it- you know. I was just on a Zoom call with my friends and we were talking about reading and many of us want to read more. And I said, for me, it's it's kind of like eating vegetables, like especially oh. before bed compared to being on your phone. It's so much more calming for the mind to be just on a, a normal, simple, straightforward thing rather than the phone. And as I understand, people are tired. They don't want to read at night or what have you. It's different type of attention span, but when you get into yeah, it, yeah, but these it are the helps. same people that read their phone. <laughs> you yeah, know? you ain't lying. You ain't lying. But yeah. once once you get into it, you feel much better, like vegetables. Mm. Yeah, actually, it's actually the irony in that is as we're currently speaking. So fingers crossed that by the time this episode does come out next month, that my phone will be fixed. <laughs> hey, well, what's the matter yeah. with it? Um, uh, let me see. As of yesterday, the thing would be stuck on the the Apple logo. So, yeah. I mean, like, I know it's dead right now, but, like, when the battery is charged, like, you know how it it would load up for for those that have Apple? The Apple logo will pop up and then it'll open or or it'll turn on. But it's been stuck there. And last night, last night I was going crazy. But, but actually, you know, um, then... On the other side of that, I was like, it was super interesting to really realize and and feel what my relationship with my phone was, mm-hmm. you know, especially with a lot of people. And I mean, of course, granted that the, the tools that we have on our phone now are so much more like, oh yeah, I need my I need my phone. But at the same time, I'm like, bye, <laughs> you know, because I have this book over here, I have this book over here, Real and talk. then actually. Here's a new book that I have that somebody gifted to me during Christmas last year. So Oh cool. I've seen I've seen that book. That's quite popular. I, yeah, I recognize that. Yeah, it's it's super it's it's super good. It it reminds me a little bit about your language and how it's just super like you can like you can feel that the person that's writing this, you know, like they're right. through their language and their warbage and stuff. Um so speaking of that, can you talk to us about like the process of like building your book, like what, Mm. what was that process like, especially not just for myself, but I guess for anyone that's tuning in and may eventually realize that they have any slight inkling um, interest in potentially creating their own, their own book. Sure. Um, So putting wings on ideas, as I said, it's about why ideas travel. And this is a heavily researched book. If you were to write an autobiography or opinions, you would not need to go through this process. But for me, these books you see behind you, I bought many of these, at least 75% of them, in order to do research for putting wings on ideas. Yeah. My hope originally was I'm going to look at the most popular things to have ever happened, regardless if they're on the internet. Let's go to the Beatles. Let's go to Elvis. Let's go to Coca-Cola and just ask ourselves what in that moment in time in the 60s 
were people getting out of the Beatles and what was that relationship like? Mm -hmm. And do that, answer that question for as many things as I could possibly find. I mean, I was, an, I was a research hound, like constantly watching documentaries, talking to friends, any off, off um, any example of anything was suddenly, oh, well, why did that happen? You know, you can, you can look like, you can look all over the place for viral examples. And once you start to categorize them and you see the, the correlations, the chapters built themselves in that wow. it's just me with like a torch in the dark and then like seeing the way the walls are moving in the cave. Yeah. And, the, and the, like, the sag, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like I thought it would go this way, but it's actually going this way. So we're going to go that way. And yeah. So I, the way I describe that book is that it has two parts to it. Mm-hmm. One half of it talks about economics and I get to use my degree. Yes. And it's about Dan's over here. There, see you see it. Damn. You see the graph. Yeah. It, it's yeah. about supply and demand, and it, it tries to take a more sober, um, I don't know, mathematical look at things in a very simple way. It's not math heavy, but it's it's more strategic. And then the other half yes. of the book, I asked myself once once the reader understood the basics of supply and demand. Well, then the real trick, the real challenge is to be a competent artist. And to be someone connected with their own expression and individuality in order to make work that is good enough to go viral in the way I describe. So then the second half of the book is about that. It's it the book almost changes completely and it becomes about It does, yeah. Uh, just about <laughs> it vibes. Does. It just becomes about vibes and who you are and the way you think about things and how you can be more empathetic is a big part of that book. How you can yeah. be more imaginative. So this a lot of um, a lot of research went into that bad yeah book. this feels like a textbook to me this mm-hmm. it's like i feel like for y'all tuning in i feel like this I mean, of course this is not a textbook but at least this should be i feel like this should be a text that is required for anyone that goes to school in um anything uh well i mean social media was the first thing that come that that came to mind but i think just in just trying to make it in general you, you right. know like i Right. See, look, where was it? The word vibe actually just appeared over here. Let's see if I can hold on. Nope, I lost it, but I did see the word vibe in there. You yeah. know, so I mean, I. It's a how to book. Anyone who makes stuff. Yes. Yeah. Like a form of self help. But in this case, Absolutely. you actually learn like the, the super logistical end of things. And then for me, what I really appreciated about this text is that for myself being an empath, you know, I can absolutely relate to the, to the, sorry. (laughs) Um, I can absolutely relate to the sections about just, just really using your heart Mm -hmm. as a way to create leaning into vulnerability. And even though, yeah, that's like the scariest thing in the world. It's like a lot of things that has gone viral is really because of vulnerability. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. That that was that was one of the best things about writing and discovering was when I first started to tell people about this book, they they didn't like it because the word viral has a uh oh hold on. Very good. My um the word viral had like a a Kardashian connotation 
And people oh, yeah. were like, why, why would I want to go viral? That's just weird. But in writing the book and doing my research, I discovered, like you said, it really comes down to the good examples anyway. The ones that interested me the most come down to vulnerability. And they come down to like-minded people connecting because one of those people is willing to really put themselves out there in a piece of content. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so that does lead me to my next question. That segue was so awkward. <laughs> uh, what what are some of the advices that you can give to someone that are that would be interested in eventually publishing their own book text? Or- publishing your own book. So the, these are the two pieces of basic advice you're gonna you would hear from a lot of people is okay. read a ton of books. The way that I was able to write Putting Wings on Ideas was because I saw how many other artists experimented with their own essays and their ways of getting points across on the page. One artist may be very poetic. Another may be very dry and serious, but funny on the underside. Yeah. So to, see, to see all of that, that gave me confidence to, to try, to experiment, to know that there were a lot of possibilities for the right answer so read read first off just to get see your your peers you know ultimately these are the people who you're on the same team and you're all Mm -hmm. working on the same um private process but there's like a spiritual link so so get acquainted get acquainted with your friends and your supporters and and then write The, the second piece would be write your butt off write start off with Oh, you know, if even if you have nothing to say, say, I have nothing to say. I'm completely bored. I wish I was writing something more interesting. And mm. that will take you somewhere. Oh, it that does. Somewhere. Stream of consciousness. Stream of consciousness. I, I love streams huge. of consciousness. Time stream. Well, yeah, stream, streams of consciousness. Yeah. Yes, huge. Stream of consciousness. Go see a movie. Write a review on it. Go talk to your grandma and write about your day. Write about all things to me, writing, if you talk, if you think, you can be a writer, which yes. is to say everybody can be a writer. It takes all forms. So do that for six months, just pushing out. It doesn't matter. Just do it. Sit there. Just throw up on the page. And then whatever this book is that you want to write, this bigger idea, this more important, precious one, you yeah. will feel more comfortable handling that. I think it would be a mistake to go right to it and try to do it just out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Um, You might get, and this happened to me with putting wings. You know, this comes from experience. You may become a perfectionist. You may try too hard to make it perfect the first time. Yes. I recommend just freestyle. Precious with our works that we just get paralyzed and you just never move forward. You know, it's, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. And that's, that's its own topic, but Yeah practice for a long time and then go to your big bad work and it'll be a much smoother transition for you okay cool thank you thank you thank you okay so um i was looking through your text last night and i actually have some questions that i personally want to ask you in person or well in in person there you go um how does one actually create content that goes viral the through emotion through emotion which you know if you read the book. And the more emotion you can put into a piece of work, 
And the more concisely you could do it, and the more universal it can feel to any sort of reader, whether they relate to it directly or if they're just coming to discover it, the the more viral your work will go, the more people yeah. will share. That that's really the answer. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's it's quite an easy thing to summarize. It's emotion. And yes. it could be any emotion you want, happy, sad, surprised, they all work and people will talk about your work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's 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 funny because one one thing that's coming to mind right now is um I did this uh, short film last year on a whim, okay? So um uh, the short film is called Uha, which means, or in translation, it's uh, the boy who was desperate for love. So thirsty. There you go. Um, so, so what had happened was, this film festival was literally during the the, the first weekend when uh, the Black Lives Matter movement was like broke off in June, and and even with a pandemic, I was participating in them. And in the back of my mind, I knew that I still wanted to do the the festival, but then I was just so tired. I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> I am exhausted. So this is a 72-hour shootout, three days. Friday, I was like, eh. Saturday, I did a protest. And then Saturday night, Saturday night came and I was like, oh shoot, am I gonna submit something? <laughs> you know? So then I had this original idea that I was working with with my good friend. Um, Matthew Portman uh, and then so obviously that didn't push through because I didn't have the time so then instead I kind of picked up this text from my notes section where I do a lot of my kind of random stream, streams of consciousness typing and or also like for, for for this text specifically when I was feeling overwhelmed and I was just like at a coffee shop and I didn't know how to 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 cope with it, you know, because at because at some point I was like, okay, calm down, calm down, or 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 you can do this, and then that wasn't working. So what I started doing was I just started typing it down. I was just like stream of consciousness, blah, 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 like that basically. So I took that text and made it into a short film. Awesome. First of all, it won. It ended up winning oh my God, the very first um, outstanding LGBTQ filmmaker award, which I wasn't expecting. And second, um, it was just super interesting to to kind of really now realize the power of vulnerability, mm-hmm. because so so that was the text, and then the the visuals was me like looking at a mirror. Um, there was like a shot of me just like laying down in bed, feeling really 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 heavy, you know. So just like having different glimpses of moments of like like what a person would look like inside their room and not allowing themselves to be seen by anyone else. So super. That's incredible, dude. I love that. Congratulations. That is so cool. Thank you. Super, super vulnerable, you know? So then I, so. (laughs) I love that. Shout out to you. It reminds me how much I look up to you. How much I look Mm -hmm. up to my followers because Oftentimes I'll look through your profiles and think you guys are the real artists. You're the ones really putting the work out. I'm just here typing, you know, like love your na- love thy neighbor, like real easy stuff. Oh, yeah. And and it's incredible. That, that that that's 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 an incredible. That's an incredible project. Thank you. Yeah, I mean it's it's I mean it's 
not to get too sappy here. Well, actually, that's fine too. But it's 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 really interesting to um, see when like when someone like you, a person, just like gives themselves the permission to just really go for it, speak what's on their mind, and to you know kind of give it back to the world, back to the world, and then kind of inherently, then you've kind of started to open little pockets of doors for people like myself your reader supporters to be like oh shoot this 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 can be a real thing and there is actually a a a formula i would say to it and that this does and can work you know it's true yeah dude this is i mean what you just said like this embodies my whole dream that Mm. i believe with books like my own and and artists out there with as accessibility as more people know it that more people can take those leaps we're talking about put work out there help people connect with one another and more and more people can live their dream of a life creating content or art or whatever it may be that may have not had the confidence otherwise i want it to be seen as a completely normal accessible thing it's difficult but it's normalize, 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 there you go. normalize it, make it regular. And yeah. And so honestly, that is my dream because that's what I, I hope my writing does is help people just by virtue of there being advice for a thing makes it a thing because people might not have known it was even a thing to try to be a content creator in a communal way outside of just yeah. doing it privately. So I love yeah, that. well, yeah, well, first of all, it it has already made a difference, and second, um, I, I I do think there's there is something about reading something in a text text. Uh, I was gonna say textbook, <laughs> reading something in in a hard copy form that just makes it just just like even even just holding the page and looking at it. It's like there is such power in in the part of like making whatever message you want to put out there be normalized you know yeah. and and in your case it's like being your like how can you and, and and i guess this is my interpretation of what i've been reading so far it's like how can you how are you able to take your life your humanity and all of that and how are you able to amplify and make that messaging so clear in whatever format you put out there whether that is through writing uh vlogging uh a caption on Instagram, you know, like how do you make that yeah. clear yeah. and have your audiences, whoever's reading it, feel that through that. So, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. you you're hit it, you summarized the book completely. You hit it on the nail. That's, and I would love for that skill or that. You're welcome, process. y'all. You're welcome. <laughs> I want that kidding. to be normalized. I want it to be accessible. And this is a very meta validation of that. Yes. Okay, so I, I I do have I think I have like two more questions left because you because you have done such a great job of really just kind of really just relaying all of that information out there. So I, I think at some point I'm interested in um, asking about sustainability. Sustainability. So I'm curious, how have you been able to sustain yourself as a as a author doing what you love to do? Sustain myself financially or financially, creatively? yes. Oh, um, both financially first and then creatively okay. i'm curious so financially i've had complete luck complete luck I, I take no credit for being a creative or a genius in this regard i moved back home so i live with my mom that's free that's just great that's a privilege i did 
in 2019, I worked at I worked at a few warehouses, FedEx being one of them, in order to pay for health insurance. And then I was, like you said earlier about COVID being a blessing in disguise in some way, I'm on unemployment. So I have unemployment money because you're, of COVID. You better, you better get the unemployment. <laughs> you better believe it. Like I'm eating the cheese right now, and it's it couldn't have been better timing in that way. So the fact that I'm able to grow my Instagram through ads is being funded by that. So I have no wow. special I have no special advice. Once unemployment runs out, and I plan to move out soon within the next year, I will be nice. working a regular job at FedEx or whatever job I, I manage to find and doing my work on nights and weekends. So okay. my advice is the, the most typical advice you could get. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. And and to whatever, you know, um, whatever suits your boat or floats your boat, you know, because I, I feel like for me, the, the, the whole freelance thing, it's, I, I I have my own my I have my own personal qualms to why I think I really don't want to go back to a nine to five job in mm-hmm. the sense that I feel like this system has failed me many 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 times and it's like yeah I mean it's yeah and I mean I wish there was a better way to say it but you know but 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 like what you mentioned at the end of the day no matter which direction one would take, I think it really is a blessing to to just be able to do this, you know, to be able to do what we love to do. <laughs> Sorry. To be able to do what we love to do and to, you know, be able to make a difference and to be alive, like literally, <laughs> to be literally alive when we are alive right now. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, employment is a huge cluster F word. I'm not a fan of it. There, there's so many issues. It's very problematic. But like you said, there's this, other contrast of the huge amount of value we're able to do just by virtue of podcasting or writing. Those are already things that my idols, authors on the shelf who are long dead, would have killed, would have killed yes, for Instagram yeah. account, would have killed to have someone read their post every day. Like, so we're very blessed. And it takes a mental gymnastics to be at peace at times, but the answer is there. It is, it is possible to be at peace with it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, at this point, okay. At this point, being in peace is, is really the biggest thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. So this actually leads me up to the second to the last question. Um, so what can we look forward from you in the future to come? What does 2021 and the next couple of years look like for Austin? In 2021, I have more books that I want to self-publish. I have nice. a book called Enduring Knowledge. And it's essentially a ton of information that didn't make it into putting wings on ideas. It's a spiritual Mm -hmm. sister of it. So I have that book. And then I have another book called The Self-Taught Artist. And that book is a reading list. It's a documentary list. If you want to start the self-taught artist journey and find more ways to learn on a regular basis, almost like putting yourself through the school that – the art school that you were never able to go to, this is a book – of that. So those two books you will see in 2021. I don't have the dates yet, but those are in the works. And then after that, more more self-published stuff. I'm a writer for life. I plan yes. to publish a ton of stuff. I want to overwhelm my readers with material and and that's the plan. That's the plan forever. Hey. That's 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 fun. I mean because this text 
I mean, I, I, I think to the reason why I haven't, okay, so I'm going to be honest. I think the reason to why I haven't been able to sit down and read this, like it actually from t- start to finish is because first of all, I feel like there is, there is so much in this and second and, and, and second, I feel like I'd be sad if I actually finished this. <laughs> you know, it's 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 like a thing. It's like a sentiment that I have, with like being like finishing something, and it's like, oh, that's it. <laughs> you know, but well, but I mean, it, that is the thing. Adrian, finish it quick because there's sequels. There's more stuff coming, so don't be. You won't okay. be sad for long. You'll have something to come out. Okay. Yes, you heard it from him. You heard it from him. This is so cool. I have okay. It's it's funny. It, it it just popped up in my mind that I haven't even finished the book and I'm talking to the author already. So you all heard it here, my peeps. <laughs> okay. So my final question before um, you plug in where people can find you and all that fun stuff is, what? Um, hold on, sorry. <laughs> what legacy do you want to leave behind? What is the legacy that you want to leave behind? I would love to leave behind the legacy of accessibility. If I could make being an artist and a content creator a more normalized thing, the thing where people felt like there are, there's educational resources for them, there's communities that they can join, then that's, that's the biggest, that's the best legacy ever. You guys will have the real legacies. You guys will have the real domino effect. And I don't know what you're going to accomplish. It's going to be incredible. You're going to change the next generation. I hope to just make it seem accessible. And you have, you have, I mean, which is why we're having this conversation, you know? So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm okay. I feel better now. This is like, for those that are watching, you already know talking to someone for the first time. It's it's a, it's it's it, it can be a process, but I'm super thankful that you know um, Austin was really really very personable, very down to earth, and was very you know fun guy to talk to. So on that note, uh, my friend, where can people find your work? Go plug. Advice for artists on Instagram. Advice F O R artists on Instagram. I also have a website, austinkaiser.me. Austin Kaiser, nice. spelt like it sounds, M-E. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so you much. Thank you, my Bobby man. I really, really had fun. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for letting me practice on you. <laughs> no problem. Thank you. Same to you. This is my third podcast. I need, I need to shake the rust off. This has been a great time. You, actually, before we end this, I, I just want to say that you, you need to, I, actually, I'm surprised that you, well, I mean, of, of course, I'm sure you're well. You're busy with your your job, with your outside job or day job, and then with this job. But I re- I really feel like doing podcasts and guessing into other people's podcasts is something that I really easily see something that you can take advantage of. You know. Thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah. I would love to do it. I'm, I, when I share this on my Instagram, I'm going to put out a call. Everyone else who follows me, if you have a podcast, I want to be on it. Let's chat. I need to talk yes. to people. That's good. Let's do it. Yes. Let's stay alive through creating, my peeps. Let's keep yes. loving. Let's keep yes, expressing. Yeah. Let's keep speaking our own truth without harming others, hopefully. And on that note, we made it to the end of the episode. So thank you all so much for watching the Soul Supremacy podcast, where we talk about all things unapologetic, all things passion and in pursuit of, and your boy made it. So... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Adrian. Take care. Bye. This podcast show is a product of Studio Penguino.
For more information about advertising, please visit www.adrianpenguino.com.